go, we can skip. Uh, well. Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. You know, usually on Christmas Eve, as I stand up to preach, I'll regale you with some story from my childhood of tearing off the Christmas paper, of seeing the gift for the first time. But if I'm honest, I've been a pastor for 15 years, six years in Wisconsin, nine years here. Guys, I'm just out of stories. I only have so many childhood memories of me tearing off the paper. So I'm going to go to my second pastime that I do around this time of year. I'm going to make fun of Hallmark movies. <laughs> Got a deep breath out there. <laughs> no, actually what I want to do is I actually want to talk about the one of the few times that I feel Hallmark movies actually get it right. And I don't think they always get it right, and I, I admit I haven't watched a ton of them, but there are some times when they get some things right. And in fact, some of the times it, it, it could be a sitcom, even some of the sitcoms I've watched, they almost all have Christmas specials. Whether it's a, it's a Doctor Who special or, or it's featuring some town of which I can't even name the name from the pulpit. It doesn't matter. Sometimes they get it right. And what am I talking about? Sometimes it's about the small things. Sometimes it's about the simple things. Around this time of year, we love to decorate our houses, we love to put up the trees, put up the lights, we like to, to make everything as best as we can, and it's been kind of a theme of our Advent services. We've talked about all the various ways in which we get ready to celebrate this season, and we love it. We have so many things going on. It can be so busy, and it can be so overwhelming, but it can also be very complicated at times. And yet, deep down, I think sometimes when we overcomplicate things, we can sometimes miss the small things. And sometimes it's not what you would expect. Sometimes a big event comes in a very, very small package. And I'm not even talking about a gift. Sometimes, sometimes these things that happen, these moments in our life, they're not really extravagant events. I'll give you an example. This actually did happen on Christmas Eve. We were at my grandmother's house. We were, we were playing, and, and what it was is all the cousins, we had to go to a couple rooms. They always pushed us off to the side to a couple rooms. They think we were loud and noisy. Like me, loud? Never. But they'd push us off to these rooms. And I can remember what the room looked like. I can remember what the carpet looked like. I remember climbing up on this chair to turn out the lights because we were playing a game of hide-and-seek. And I had to climb on a chair because, believe it or not, I was short even back then. But you see, that was part of the significance of the event. It was the last time I ever had to climb on the chair to reach a light. And it's a small little thing like that. It's a small little event. Who would remember climbing up on a chair? But yet I could tell you what the padding looked like. I could tell you everything about that little moment in time because to me it was a stepping stone. On a Christmas Eve night, for the very last time, I had to climb on a chair to reach the light switch. How many of those moments do you have in your life? How many times in your life, if you really sat down and reflected on it, and it wouldn't be something big or huge, it wouldn't be some massive event, but it would be some small little event. Something that if, if nobody else was even paying attention would go by in a heartbeat. 
But yet that event made all the difference in the world. That event made all the difference in your life. It changed everything. When we approach Holy Scripture tonight, especially as we approach the Gospel lesson, Matthew introduces this by saying, the birth of Jesus went like this. And he starts telling us the story about the birth of Christ, but yet almost all of it, almost all the attention from Matthew's Gospel is on Joseph. Joseph is wondering what he's going to do. Mary is pregnant. He is not the father. And he knows it. And he knows that if he divorces her, releases her publicly, she could face charges, disgrace, possibly even death. And so he wants to do things quietly. He wants to do it thinking about her. And while he's considering that, thinking that over, an angel appears to him. We know the story. We know how it goes. I just read it. But if you read that text again, if you go back in your bulletin and you read it again, or if you look it up in Holy Scripture later tonight and you you read through it, you'll notice something. The birth of Christ in that whole narrative is like a subclause of the last sentence. And it's not even the main point of the sentence. It seems in Matthew's Gospel that while it was a great, huge, massive event, it's really quite a minor detail. It says, Joseph did not know her until she gave birth. That's it. After that, the next sentence and the next verse says, and after Jesus was born, and it keeps going. It's a subclause of the last sentence of that verse in that chapter. It seems so minor. It seems so insignificant. But yet, in reality, why we gather here tonight, that little sentence changes everything. That our God came to us. That our God was born. We call it the incarnation. That God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be born for our sake and for our salvation. This one event is seconded only by one other the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is how significant, in all of human history, in all of world history, that is how significant this event is. That's a subclause of a sentence. It might seem small, but it's really not. What's taking place, what's going on, is huge. What's going on is massive. What's going on is something that impacts you and me even to this very day. That we, as Christians, who grab hold of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through faith given to us by the Holy Spirit, that we can boast that we have forgiveness of our sins through the very death and resurrection of Jesus is a very big deal. That we can look at it and say we can have eternal life through Christ Jesus. That through faith in him, we can have such a gift. It seems so minor, but it's really not. It's huge. And so tonight, 
as you go your respective ways after service, whether it's to go to a party or go to home or wherever it is that you happen to be heading, may I ask a couple favors? One, that you remember what tonight and tomorrow, especially tomorrow, is all about. That it's about Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that you take just a moment, just a brief moment, to tell that story to somebody. Maybe it'll be your children. Maybe it'll be your grandchildren. Maybe it'll be your spouse. I don't know who it will be. But just take that brief moment. It doesn't have to be long. Maybe you can use a storybook. Maybe you can use some other way to tell that story. That little story, even if you sit down with a child who wiggles and squiggles and who screams to boot, that one little moment might just be a huge deal. It might seem small. It might seem insignificant. But it might be something that changes their life telling the story of Jesus. In his name, amen. And now may the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, let us stand as we now confess our common faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, God, 